And good morning. Thanks a lot for tuning into the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. Uh, you're listening right here on 610 WTVN, the great AM station in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm Gary Demas, president of Day Fox Design Builder Remodelers right here in Columbus, Ohio. Really glad to have you tuning in. Uh, many of you are, are loyal listeners, regulars. We'd like to hear from you. If you ever want to reach us, you can email us at info at DaveFox.com. So it's info at DaveFox.com for email. Of course, you can go to our website, DaveFox.com. There we have a ton of information, beautiful pictures. Um, talks about our process as a design build remodeler. Um, and just a lot of information there. You can also go to DaveFoxRadio.com. And there you can download or listen to any of our previously broadcast radio shows. And we invite you to do that. We have a ton of them up there. We've been doing this for quite a while. A lot of different subject matter, a lot of different interviews with very interesting people. Not similar, not dissimilar <laughs> to the two that we have this morning. Not similar. I don't mean that, Sam and Aaron. I mean, <laughs> you guys are right in there with the top interviewees, right? We hope. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so, um, Sam McGee, you're one of our interior designers. Yes. And this is your second or third time on the radio? Second, yep. Second time? Okay, great. And Aaron, we're initiating you today. So yep. Aaron Whaley, and you're a relatively new employee with us, and you're one of our design consultants, Aaron. So we're glad to have you aboard. And this is how we initiate new employees. We stick them on the radio show. <laughs> All right. Happy to be here. Okay, great. Okay, so... Uh, last week, if you had a chance to listen in, I was talking to Tom and Andrea. So Tom's a design consultant. Andrea is one of our interior designers. We were talking about the project of the month. And every month we do that. So uh, we'll feature a special project, talk a lot in depth uh, about the whole process. When our uh, clients first encountered Dave Fox and how we handled that, what happened through the design process, all the information will be in those project of the month features. So a lot of information, a lot of talking about how the design came into being, uh, what the homeowners were thinking, what they wanted to accomplish, and then uh, what we ended up designing. Uh, so it's a lot of really interesting topics uh, and different features of projects that we talk about. So, um, so today we are doing cabinet talk because the two people I'm talking to know a lot about cabinets, don't you guys? We do. Yep. You've been working with cabinets for a long time, haven't you? Yep, absolutely. Yep. So we are going to identify all the different parts of the cabinet and have a quiz at the end of the radio show, right? <laughs> as long as you, I could you, proctor the quiz, it's uh, fine. Yeah, well, you guys can quiz me, all right? <laughs> okay, all right, so we'll see. I'm a little bit rusty, but maybe I remember a thing or two. Who knows? Okay, so uh, Samantha, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up here at Dave Fox? Sure. I've been in the industry about 20 years now, and uh, I've worked in all kinds of different settings from places like here where it's completely remodeled to just straight cabinets. Um, probably the past 10 years before working here was just straight cabinets every day. Mm -hmm. I recently got my certified master kitchen and bathroom designer certification and I'm looking forward to talking about cabinets. Yeah. So you are a certified master kitchen and bath designer. So that's yes. the, as far as I know, the very highest certification in kitchen design. It is. Yep. So watch out, Erin. She is a super <laughs> pro. All right. 
She's going to be listening to everything you say, Aaron. And if you're wrong, man, she's going to give me a high sign. And I'm going to have to correct you right here in front of everybody. Is that all right? That's fine with me. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Aaron, why don't you give a little bit of your background? Um, like Sam, I, you know, worked in a cabinet distribution and design for roughly eight years prior to arriving here. Um, so, you, you know, we have a pretty similar background. Um, and I think we, we know quite a bit both about the cabinets and about each other and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, because um, you work together, uh, we did not here, but another yep. location. This is our yeah. second rodeo. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but she invited me. So, yeah, okay. All right. Well, she must have thought you would do okay here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. So, Aaron, you mentioned uh, eight years in the cabinet industry Mm -hmm. yep between seven and eight okay so how did you ever get interested in working with cabinets uh basically just um i came from a fine arts background and kind of developed a love for woodworking over the years and all of that and and um at one point needed a new job i i kind of found um you know a home in cabinets basically Mm -hmm. it seemed to be a good fit where i could design things to both look pretty and be functional and um kind of tapped into sort of the engineering side of of my brain a little bit too so Mm -hmm. i could uh, you know explore those things as well so okay yeah so when you got first got started in the cabinet industry talk a little bit about how you got your training uh some of the things that you learned along the way uh some of the general woodworking knowledge i already brought with me um definitely brushed up on some more nuance to that and as far as the um the cabinet knowledge and things like that the specific cabinet knowledge i kind of picked up on the job uh to a large degree Mm -hmm. you know both you know working with the cabinets hands-on and and then also you know uh, the design phase of, of of you know selling them uh that was all pretty much something that i had to pick up on you know on the fly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cabinetry really can be pretty complex. I mean, you can make a really simple kitchen, obviously, and mm-hmm. stick a sink and a refrigerator and a stove in there, and bingo, you got a kitchen. But there can also be really a lot of thought put into it, a lot of design uh, savvy. Um, the technical aspects of a kitchen can be quite complex when you think about all the different things going on there. It's really the co- most complicated room in the home. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I suppose a lot of people would consider themselves as a kitchen designer, but there's so many different levels of that. And Sam, obviously your certification kind of puts you right at the top because of all the training and experience that you need to get that certification. Right. So Sam, talk about your experience in cabinets and kind of how you uh, jumped through the ranks. Yeah, I uh, started, I was actually working for a company that sold kitchen gadgets and they were owned by a company that sold cabinetry and one day their interior designer quit and I was in college to be an interior designer and young enough to not know any better but know everything all at the same time and so when they when that person quit they asked me to help and I said sure thought I could handle it and uh millions of mistakes later here I am yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) figured it out along the way same thing you make a mistake and fix it for the next time yeah um and just learn as you go yeah and cabinet mistakes can be costly. Very costly, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, <laughs> even seasoned pros can make big boo-boos. Yes, um, we're sure. Yeah, because really, you know, the, the cams that we deal with aren't just stuck on a shelf somewhere in, in our warehouse. We just grab a, a B36 or a W36 and right. stick it in the kitchen. Everything is custom mm -hmm. and tailored specifically to our clients and their homes. And every home layout, well, most home layouts are different. Yep. And especially in interesting areas like uh, Clintonville mm -hmm. uh, and some of the more historic areas in the Columbus area where the homes are very unique and there's like too many windows and too many doors in every yes. kitchen, <laughs> which can make yeah, a real the, challenge to design. The smaller kitchens tend to be the harder ones to mm -hmm. design, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Speaking of which, I think I saw the largest kitchen we've ever done today. Oh my goodness. This is the largest kitchen I've ever seen. <laughs> and that was just even there i mean you can have a challenge with a predefined space like a cut up kitchen in clintonville or you can have a lot of space to work with and that can really be challenging too because it's like where do you start you know there's no there's no parameters you just kind of start from zero and, mm -hmm. and work up from there and that also can be a challenge especially in a large space to really add a lot of interest yep. in the design and layout and uh Every, obviously, that's very important in the design side. Okay, so today is cabinet talk. We are talking with two experts in the cabinet industry. So if you have any questions, hang in there. We're going to get into cabinets in detail in the next segment. And it's good to have you back listening to the Day Fox Home Remodeling Show. I'm Gary Demas, and I'm here every Sunday morning at 8. So if you're just tuning in this morning, you know that you can come here at on Sunday mornings at 8 and hear all about remodeling, so many different facets of remodeling i think these days almost everybody is thinking about remodeling or interested in it unless you're living in a brand new home and then we'll give you a couple years and then you'll be <laughs> thinking about it so i've got sam mcgee and aaron whaley with me this morning two kitchen designers and uh sam you're one of our interior designers Correct. on staff here and obviously we keep you busy laying out a lot of kitchens yes and Aaron, you're one of our design consultants. So you come from a kitchen design background, which I'm sure is very helpful in the design consultant role. Correct. Yep. Right? Okay, prove it to me. Tell me how. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, you know, if, if you're laying out a new space, say it's an addition, or even if you're working within the parameters of a home where you're simply just tearing a wall out, um, you know, that prior knowledge of, of, you know, kitchen planning or spatial planning is plays or pays dividends, you know, to be able to sort of forecast out what might be possible um, from a cabinet standpoint. Um, those tend, the cabinets themselves tend to dictate quite a bit about a layout of a kitchen. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the brands that, you know, we sell and that other people may work with, you know, depending on the limitations of those brands may have more or less to say about how the kitchen actually comes out in the end. So... Having that knowledge definitely allows me to maybe avoid some problematic situations, you know, when, when laying out the overall footprint of a space. Sure. So when we talk with clients, uh, Sam and Aaron, we, you know, cabinets, we don't really know how exposed or how much they know overall in cabinetry. Because everyone's living in a kitchen that's got some cabinets in it. And those cabinets could be a builder grade. They could be real old cabinets that were built right on the wall many years ago. Uh, they could be really nice custom cabinets. We just, there's such a, a range of cabinetry. And, you know, you can hear on the radio saying, you know, your kitchen, we can do your kitchen for 
$10,000 and all the cabinets and countertops and everything, and why on earth would you ever pay 50000 or more? Uh, so there's, there are cabinets out there that I guess you, in a very, very teeny kitchen, <laughs> you might be able to, to pull that off. Um, mm. But when you first talk to clients, how do you gauge what level of knowledge they have of cabinetry? Because there's a lot to know, and I'm sure some you know you're going to have to educate quite a bit and make them aware of all the different options, and others you may feel comfort level that they know that. So how, how do you find out how much they know about cabinetry? So just asking the qualifying questions, mm -hmm. I think, is the biggest um, place to start. Uh, I don't get involved until after uh, the design consultant would have sold the project and we would be meeting for the first time on site. So I get the opportunity there to look at their and see their actual cabinets that they currently have. So I can help qualify and tell them the differences between what we can upgrade them to based on what they have. Mm-hmm. What about you, Aaron? Um, I like to start that conversation a lot of times by asking about their the aesthetic that they like. Um, a lot of times if somebody's going for maybe a very modern look, um, that's typically a, a type of cabinet that gets people into some pretty custom stuff, uh, basically, you know, and, and that can have a higher dollar amount it's attached to it as well. Some of the materials used in, in contemporary design are a little... I, I guess um, something that we don't work with every day and and can be expensive. So, you know, gauging that um, can kind of help to start the conversation to see, you know, do they know anything about cabinets or are they simply just reacting to a photograph? And, you know, that's kind of how you get that ball rolling with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to go on a um, backpacking trip with my daughter. It's a three-day, so this is the first time for either of us to do a multi-day backpack trip, especially in October. <laughs> so I had to buy some stuff. I had to buy a good backpack, and I had to buy a sleeping bag. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, a backpack, maybe 50 bucks, a sleeping bag, maybe 40 bucks. So I go to a specialty store that you know specializes in good equipment, and wow, what an eye-opener <laughs> I got there. <laughs> But after having uh, a good demonstration and pulling product out, experimenting with it, putting backpacks on my back, seeing all the features, what they do, how they feel, and I'm thinking, okay, if I'm going to be out there in the woods for three days, do I really want a backpack that's going to kill my back or make it a lot more work? Or do I want a backpack that's really engineered well, fits well, made of good materials that costs like four times more than I was thinking I was going to have to pay. Uh, but once made aware of all the differences and the features and how it was going to benefit me, you know, I ended up spending $270 for a backpack mm -hmm. <laughs> and my sleeping bag, you know, which you can go buy a Coleman bag at the Walmart, you know, for 30 bucks. So I spent like 170 bucks for my sleeping bag. But it's just because of ma being made aware of all the differences and the differences that really made a difference with me not just you know it could be higher quality but if it didn't benefit me what's the point but i was convinced that i needed to get decent equipment because i'm going to be out there in the woods for three days and i don't want to have a terrible experience or you know on the third day be regretting what i did so wouldn't it be similar kind of in the cabinet uh, arena you know when you're, you're really educating people on the differences because cabinets you can have a 
a drastic difference in costs. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. why is there so much difference in costs? So a lot of it uh, has to do with the level of cabinetry that you're looking at, just in terms of if it's a stock cabinet, like you mentioned earlier, if it's just on a shelf in a warehouse already made. Um, the factory was then able to just put it through on a line and knock out the cabinets pretty quickly, uh, all the way up through semi-custom to full custom, where each cabinet is being made independently to the specific specs that the designer has um, called out. And it just takes a lot longer uh, to make that happen. The other part would be the construction of the cabinets then and the, the pieces and parts that are used to make the drawer boxes and the guides that are used and hinges and mm -hmm. those pieces and parts. Yeah. Another thing people don't really think about all that often is how factories and production facilities are set up uh, as far as their tooling and everything. You've got um, uh, turned posts and corbels, for example, um, uh, something that you know, people probably assume that a lot of cabinet companies are equipped to make and they just simply aren't. They don't have the floor space to have, you know, massive amounts of lathes going at 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, you know, those types of items and things come from or tend to come from millwork suppliers that specialize in making those types of curved items, so on and so forth. And they just simply get finished by the cabinet maker. So that kind of um, practice tends to happen from the top down, um, you know, and, and that simply adds cost to those specific items a lot of times. So it's just uh, one little nuance to the industry that nobody really would ever think about unless you went and toured, you know, several different cabinet facilities. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I can think of going out and visiting some of our job sites and we, we carry a pretty good range, I think, of cabinetry and, and levels. And I would say we don't carry anything in the builder grade. That's what we're tearing out of homes usually. Uh, but, you know, semi-custom to, to custom, I think we cover a pretty good spectrum there in terms of quality and design features, uh, the finish, available finishes and door styles. So when I think of canvas, you know, you've got the quality end of it, but you can have a super well-made, beautiful quality cabinet that just looks clunky. Right, it may perform for a hundred years and have solid drawers and doors and everything. So there's really quality and there's art, isn't there? I mean, mm -hmm. there's an artistic element to cabinetry, which, as you're talking about corbels and turnings, um, Aaron, I mean that can make a dramatic difference in the appearance. And some people, to some people, that's very important. So we've got quality and we've got the art behind the cabinetry, the appearance and the finishes. So. Uh, we're going to take a quick break after that. Let's get into what exactly what to look for in cabinets. Hey, I'm Gary Demas. Really glad to have you tuned in this morning to the Dave Fox Show Remodeling Show. We're here every Sunday morning at 8 o'clock. And if you're just tuning in, today I'm talking with Sam and Aaron. We are talking about cabinets. So Sam and Aaron are two cabinet experts here at Dave Fox. And Sam, you're one of our interior designers and involved in a lot of kitchen design work every day, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And Aaron, you were in the, strictly in the cabinet industry. Now you're one of our design consultants. So you uh, have kind of your, a specialty in cabinetry as applied to what the remodeling projects that you talk to folks about. Correct. So uh, right before the break, we were talking about different qu 
quality ranges of cabinets and, and what it means to people. And I was talking about my sleeping bag, my backpack, and I spent way more than I ever dreamed <laughs> I would. But I realized the things that were going to make a difference for me. So I think that's so much our clients. I mean, I think we try to offer to clients what makes the difference to them because people have different ideas, uh, different feelings. You know, some people are turned on by certain features. Others uh, don't care so much. We've got every gamut, you know, the the range and the gamut uh, goes endlessly. So as we talk to clients, you know, you guys, both of you are kind of feeding through, uh, working through questions with the clients and determining really what they're looking for, where's their comfort level, what's going to make the difference to them. And you're mentioning how cabinetry can be very, there's varied quality ranges, which can affect price greatly, but there's also the artistic element and the different door styles and finishes available. Sometimes finishes are extremely important to clients. Um, so that's more of the artsy side. So, Sam, in your designs, how do you handle the the quality side and the art side with clients? Yeah, so it's, again, it's more about investigating, asking the proper questions to the client to find out what it is that's actually important to them so that we can make sure it's included in their, their final product. But some clients are, like you said, more focused on how the cabinets function and the interior features. Um, most of the lines now have availability of roll trays and silverware dividers and knife dividers and spice pullouts and all kinds of just ways to make the cabinets work better for you. Um, and then some clients saw a picture on a website and fell in love with it. And that's all they care about is they want it to look like that picture. So depending on the client and, uh, what we find out through questioning them is how we would steer them. Uh, to the different lines that we have. Mm-hmm. Yep, Aaron, how about you? Um, and speaking about just quality uh, specifically, um, you know, I usually try to break things down for people in, into kind of three categories of quality so that I can get a sense as to what it is they're ultimately looking for and prioritizing. Um, uh, like you said, there's a lot go- that to think about or consider when you're looking at what makes a cabinet higher quality or not. So I always would tell them you have, you know, your build quality, that's how well the cabinet's put together, what types of fasteners, glues, you know, those types of things that are are implemented. Uh, Your material quality, which is, you know, what type of plywood, particle board, MDF, solid wood, what types of components actually are used to compose the cabinet. And then third is your finish quality and what steps are taken in the sanding process and in the finishing process itself to create a smoother, more uniform finish over that's going to last a long time. Um, When you kind of put it that way, I always found people seem to respond at least maybe more so to one of those. Um, You know, they may say, well, I don't care if the, the paint cracks a little, but I really don't want any particle board, you know, things like that. And somebody else might have a totally different opinion, but that would always help kind of steer us in a certain direction to be able to identify maybe with a certain brand or show them, okay, or, or just basically narrow down the, the, uh, the number of options that somebody would have given their priority and, and what have, it, have you. So, um, Beyond that, if it's a certain style that they walk in the door and they say, hey, I want a white shaker door, (laughs) 
well, then I that doesn't help me narrow things down very much at all because mm-hmm. everyone makes that door style, yeah. and that yeah. color. So, you know, you're gonna you're gonna have to ask a few more questions if that's their answer. Yeah. So. You know, you mentioned that the uh, if if they want to paint and finish, they don't mind a little wood cracking, and mm. I think that's interesting because you can really tell a lot about uh, people with that comment because we've got the doors that are like solid fiberboard MDF and they take a CNC router and make it look like a panel door and it's all one piece so you paint it and there's no expansion and contraction cracks that occur because it's one solid hunk of fiberboard material correct so some people love that you know there's no paint cracks so it's not a real wood door it's not a framed glued up door it's just simulates one but they're happy for the fact that that paint's not going to crack at joints, miter joints or butt joints. And then other people want the real door. They want the wood door that's glued up, wood expands and contracts, and anywhere there's a glue joint, sooner or later there's going to be a little teeny hairline crack there, right? It's just, yep. it's just the law of physics, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, there's movement, and uh, the best door in the world is going to do that. So... But some people, like you say, that's fine because they want the authentic wood glued up panel door or whatever they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many things to consider, and that's just one out of a out of a million things in cabinetry uh, to cover. But that's part of just making the clients aware of all these different features. So let's say someone's looking for a, their emphasis is on quality. What should they look for in a cabinet line? I would say personally, um, you know, an all plywood box is is preferable for me personally. And why is that? Uh, it's a much lighter cabinet for one. Uh, moving it around and installing it is a little bit easier. Um, the types of fasteners you can use in that process are a little bit easier to work with and more conventional. Um, things like a typical wood screw, for example. And then, you know, um, beyond that, it uh, I, it's funny I mentioned that first because it's not at all the thing I care about the most. Okay. But, <laughs> but, uh, but um, you know, I look at the finish quality, and it's kind of one of those things, once you've seen it uh, and you've touched it and you, you know what it's like, um, you, you see a really high-quality cabinet, you kind of get addicted to that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like using a really high-quality tool for the first time and then trying to go back to your cobalt table saw for example yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's uh it, it's i look at the finish first and foremost um i look at the drawer boxes i think those tell kind of a big story about what the rest of the cabinet how it was made um you know if those dovetails are nice and smooth to the touch then you know you're looking at something of higher quality and mm-hmm. so on and so forth so yeah anything to add to that sam um, no, the finish is definitely my mm-hmm. priority when I'm looking at it. Yeah. Um, but I'm the interior designer, so that's that's more sure. important to me is what it looks like in the end. Yeah. Um, once the cabinets are up, as long as the ends are finished and uh, the plywood is on the ends, I'm happy with the cabinet. Yeah. Yeah, because there is a lot of composite board out there, mm-hmm. and it does make the cabinet boxes heavy and screws don't hold as well in it. Uh, so that's an installer thing. And most clients aren't that worried about the installation. They just assume professionals going to stick it in there. And it's going to work assuming right. they're not the one installing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so. yeah, good points. And the finish is uh, really 
Uh, it does set cabinets apart, and it's not easy to pull off a good finish in cabinetry. It's not. Lots you know, of you sanding. You can just take and spray a door, and that's one thing. But, man, when you see a really fine finish on cabinetry, and I think a couple of our lines have superb finishes. And, yes. like I say, you can feel it, and it spoils you. Yeah. Uh, the silky smooth finish or the quality of the mm -hmm. color and the sheen, all that stuff goes together really to just give you a real look of quality and there is a big difference when you get up and compare them side by side and people can do that right here in our design design studio right absolutely yeah okay so we're going to take a break after that we're going to talk about some different options that we offer to clients we'll be right back and you are listening to the dave fox home remodeling show and i am glad you're here i'm gary demas i'm here every sunday morning at eight glad to have you tuning in we are talking cabinets today i've got two cabinet experts with me if you're just tuning in got Sam McGee and Aaron Whaley. It's good to have you two this morning in the studio. So we've talked a lot about, uh, gosh, different uh, cabinets. What are people looking for? Quality, finish, the art behind the cabinetry. Uh, and we've talked about how different clients are looking for different features. Some maybe more have more of a quality emphasis. Some might have more of a design or finish or art emphasis. Some one at all. So um, we've got cabinet lines to suit about every need, right, Sam? We do, yes. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you talk just a little bit about our cabinet lines and the kind of the different levels that we have? Sure. Yeah, we um, we really run the gamut with that. We have all the way from what I would call more of a higher-end stock line through complete full custom. Um, we start with that kind of higher-end stock line because we want to make sure that we can hit the budget of every client that walks in our door. Uh, we want to be able to help them. So that line, the way they're saving cost um, is they offer, you know, a set amount of doors, 10, 12 doors and a set amount, maybe five or six finishes. So stains and paints combined is limited to that. Um, if you're happy, if, if like Aaron mentioned earlier in the show, if you like that white shaker door, they have that. And so it's going to be perfect for you. Um, but when you go to field the finish, it's gonna be a little more rough, kind of that orange peely texture to it. Um, so we tend to use those cabinets more in basement bars or laundry rooms, um, places where there's only a few cabinets. Um, then we have Kemper, the next lineup is Dynasty Omega, and then our full custom line is um, called Custom Wood Products. And between all those lines, the biggest differences run um, in the availability of the door styles and the finishes offered the top two lines we have even offer completely custom you could if you have a favorite scarf from your grandmother a color that you want we'll send it in and they'll custom match cabinetry to that so um, it's really nice to be able to work with kind of the full gamut and be able to help everyone yeah so um, the custom cabinetry uh, can really play a role in probably especially in complicated kitchens and I mentioned the Clintonville kitchens that are all mm -hmm. cut up and there's doors and windows everywhere and you have to try and design cabinets around there. So in those cases, an inch or an inch and a half can make a big difference sure. to just maximize your usable space. <clears throat> so talk about some of the ways that custom cabinets are an advantage over more of a incremental uh, cabinet size. Sure. So the, the stock cabinetry comes in three inch increments. So if your run of cabinetry does not uh, perfectly line up with that dimension. We have to use what's called a filler to make that space go all the way to the wall. Whereas with a custom cabinet, we can 
um, change the width to whatever dimension we need to to make it work properly. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one way we can use every inch possible. Um, the other way is cabinetry. There's a couple of different ways it can be constructed, but um, one that's been really popular lately is inset cabinetry, where the door sits inside the frame. Um, and what's nice about using a custom builder for that is they can what's called um, gang construct those cabinets. So instead of having two pieces between the doors that make total three inches, we can just have one single style that's only an inch and a half wide. So every time cabinets join together, we're saving that inch and a half, which makes a huge difference over a you know seven, eight, nine foot run of cabinets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with inset cabinets too, uh, the doors have to set inside the frame or the opening yep. that's created for them, like with a 16th inch tolerance all the way around. So yes. there's really no room for error. And I know because I've installed a lot of cabinets over the years, and you can take a single cabinet and screw it to the wall and the screws might pull it, you know, the walls. I did see one straight wall once, but that's <laughs> about it. So walls are crooked and stuff and we do use shimming and stuff, but you can pull a cabinet out of square pretty easy, just a single cabinet. Mm -hmm. and if you have inset doors, that is not gonna work. No. You have no tolerance. I mean, it has to be perfect. Or if you have a, a gang built cabinets where you might have a run that's six feet, seven feet long and they're all built together, you got a lot of strength in that structure. So you're not going to rack that cabinet, it's, right. you know, and you can shim it appropriately and and get it screwed to the wall and all of your doors and drawers that are inset are going to fit really nice and operate well. So inset cabinets are more costly because there's just a lot of work going into making sure they're perfectly square and all the sizes are perfect. So Aaron, talk about some of the other uh, inlay options or um, overlay options, I should say. Uh, overlay options, um, as far as the brands that we sell or here. Or just the, like the different types of Different overlays. types. So you have uh, two types of frameless, or I'm sorry, you have two types of overlay uh, cabinets. You have a frameless cabinet and then a traditional face frame cabinet. Um, your inset cabinets are inevitably built um, inside of a face frame. So when we talk about a, a framed overlay cabinet, you're talking about a cabinet box that is identical to an inset cabinet box only the doors now are on top of it or sitting sitting in front of that uh, face frame itself the and they just make the doors and drawer fronts uh, bigger to you know overlay that face frame the the second option uh, which is called frameless or full access depending on who what marketing director you're talking to <laughs> um, is you know basically a thought of as more of a European model or way of building cabinets out of three-quarter inch, sometimes five-eighths, but really should be three-quarter inch um, material or sheet goods. Uh, so you have a simple box with no face frame. Um, it's used a lot for your contemporary design. Uh, the, the gaps between doors tend to be far smaller. Um, and, and, you know, you see a lot of, of of very simple, clean lines uh, used with that type of uh, product. It also does give you slightly more storage um, within each drawer and within each cabinet because the face frame itself isn't taking away from some of that space. Yeah. So of all the things we've talked about today, Aaron, what if you were going to put a new kitchen in your home, mm -hmm. what would you choose? All the different features? Uh, <laughs> Something I can't afford. No, <laughs> um, probably walnut, um, 
and a combination of that and maybe some black painted cabinets with, uh, I don't know, brass hardware or something. That's kind of a look that is pretty current right now, but I'm definitely keen on. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I think it would be inset. Inset? Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if I really got my way at my drawer boxes themselves would be made out of walnut as well. <laughs> so, All right. As opposed Might to well go for the moon here. Yeah, man. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about you, Sam? Um, I would prefer frameless cabinetry. Yeah. Would be the look that I would want. And some kind of wild color. Green, probably hunter oh, yeah? green color would mm-hmm. be my preference right now. I'd, I'd agree on the gold hardware though. Yeah. That brush gold is really mm-hmm. beautiful right now. Yeah. I like the green too, Sam. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of hardware, wow, that's really come a long way in the last few Ooh. years, hasn't it? Yeah. Lots of options there, too. Yeah. So one of our designers referred to uh, hardware as the jewelry of the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, the hardware has become much more prominent. A lot of really long poles mm-hmm. that are just a super standout feature of the cabinets and really complement the door style. So that's really a definite part of the design now, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think that's one of the places people are consistently surprised with how long it takes to make the decision because they think it's just going to be a knob, but mm-hmm. there's 10 knobs that are almost the same and it's kind of hard to decide at that point which one yeah. you're going to want. Yeah. It's also usually one of the last decisions that they've made and <laughs> out of a thousand others and yeah. they're pretty exhausted like by that point. Two nerves <laughs> left by that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate everybody tuning in this morning. Sam and Aaron, thanks so much for being on the show this morning and sharing some of your expertise in cabinetry. Uh, I know everybody's got some cabinets in their home, and maybe somebody's thinking about improving their kitchen or bathroom or basement bar or laundry room. So we welcome them to come to our design studio and see the different cabinets that we have. And maybe we'll even get to meet Sam or Aaron. So thanks again for tuning in i'm gary demas uh, president of the dave fox design build remodelers here in columbus we've been here for over 38 years and planning on being here a long time from now so we'll see you next sunday morning at eight